Hello and welcome back to the Odd Pod. In this week's UOK Doc podcast, myself, Johnny Much, Dan Gearant, and Chris Cherry are talking and having a discussion around burnout. I really hope you enjoy it. It's worth remembering that, as always, this is a conversational piece and it reflects the thoughts, opinions, and perspectives of those involved in the conversation at the time only. To find out more about UOK Doc and to check out our new and exciting MicroStep webinar series, please go to the UOK Doc website link in the podcast description, or check out our Instagram page. In this particular podcast, we're sort of going into some of our own thoughts and feelings and what we feel burnout is, and I thought we'd dive straight into it. There are three clear like domains to burnout. It is the depersonalization, emotional exhaustion, and uh, loss of feeling of work efficacy. I mean, do, do, do any of you want to talk about personal experience? I mean, that might be just a way in any way. Do you have personal experience of burnout or yeah I think we're pretty hard pressed to find a doctor that hasn't had some of the symptoms of burnout or felt at some point that they're approaching that way or or they're feeling like overwhelmed or stressed or they just don't want to go into work and they're not sure why um I think I I don't know if I'm wrong saying this but um I mean there are several stages where I felt I think what might have been elements of burnout during my career so far yeah yeah, definitely yeah Yeah. i mean i yeah i think i um uh when when you were describing it before mark i think uh it's a bit like the personality disorder it's like everyone's a bit on you know there's a whole spectrum of of it isn't there and you i feel like you almost drift in and out of it on on occasion probably as a doctor for burnout yeah definitely i definitely think it's a spectrum of like 100 percent well super doc to um burnout i i really need help yeah, and I, I, I think we all fly somewhere on that spectrum uh, as we go through our careers. Yeah, there's definitely um, a misconception about burnout. People just seem to think is someone who's completely and utterly emotionally and physically exhausted, hates their jobs, doesn't want to go into work. But actually, like everyone says, it is a spectrum, and I think it's probably fair to say that. All of us have experienced it at some point in our careers. And when I was reading an article by the BMA, actually, the other day, they said they quote between 25% up to 75% of doctors have actually said they're going to be burned out at some point in their careers, which is a ridiculously scary fact. Yeah, that, that's a really big number. I mean, like, and you don't, you don't, it's not, I don't think it's like 70% of doctors that are just not turning up to work and aren't doing their job because that is the, that does seem to be the end product of, you know, when you are completely burnt out. But yeah, I can definitely see how that number of doctors, I mean, I don't know, on the wards, I, I bet we've all had colleagues and friends that we've, there have been days where we've looked at them and gone, God, are you okay? Um, yeah. It's been, has this been a really tough like day or week for you? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you ever, have you ever recognized a colleague that you feel is burnt out or you feel maybe is calling in sick and uh, uh, and obviously you know you think actually that they're, they're probably burnt out and that that's what's going on have you ever have you ever had that experience with a colleague yeah i i look at him every day in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, i've been told before um uh from uh, a friend that uh, you know like i you know the way you're talking about work right now are you just burnt out um and i had to look uh, take a step back and go maybe i just need to take some time and 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 think about uh how how i'm going with things um i don't think i was like you know at at the at the door and um ready to 
to drop out and just couldn't cope anymore. But there have definitely been, maybe it's particularly hard jobs where I've just dreaded going into work and, you know, I haven't been able to sleep properly because I've been thinking too much. Like I've never had the, I've ne- definitely never had the, I mean, one of the, one of the things about burnout they say is like depersonalization where you, where you um, distance yourselves from patients or your ability to, to actually do the job. Whereas I think my problem has always been the opposite way around where I've been so worried about the patients that it hasn't let me switch off. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that at any point. I switch off pretty well, to be honest. <laughs> when I'm out of work, I'm like chicken run, man. But have you, have, has that always been the case throughout your entire, forever, ever since F1 onwards? Has every single job have you been able to switch off? No, I, th- I, I no, no, if I'm being honest, I think that, you know, especially on cautious for me, um, the 12 hours I, you know, I come back home and the last thing I want to do is exercise, but actually it's the one thing if I exercise and watch something on TV, it's the one thing that will switch my brain off from all the decisions I've made that day. Mm-hmm. But invariably, even if I do a little bit of exercise after a long shift and a bit of TV, I'm probably, I, I pretty much dream about all what I've done the previous day and that doesn't always happen but it but it can happen and it's that weird you are sleeping but you're not you're still kind of going over everything in your mind and everything like that I've definitely had that before similar to uh, before exams when you're studying for exams where you get that kind of you know you start uh, going through things in your head when you're asleep yeah it definitely depends on the shift if you've had a really really tough high adrenaline shift that's going for 12 13 hours when you come back, it is hard to switch off, especially, you know, you come back in after 13 hours, you get in, let's say, at 10 p.m. at night. You've got to be up again the following morning at half six. And, you know, you've only got a couple of hours to shut down so you can actually get a decent night's sleep. Um, but in listen to your question, I think it definitely gets a bit easier as you kind of progress. Um, you know, I remember back in F1, F2 days, is quite often you kind of ruminate about a day shift or something might annoy you or, you know, you might be a bit more exhausted about certain things. So I, I think although it doesn't completely go away, you know, it, it does, it does get easier with, with age. Do you, do you think that's, do you think that's because, um, you know, that we've talked about resilience before, but do you think that's because we're becoming more resilient as it were, or do you think it's just because we're becoming more used to the decisions we're making? I think it's decision making, but also I think it's probably um, in some ways coping mechanisms as well. Like what Dan was saying, if if that works for him, exercise after a long shift, that's great. If it's TV, if it's meditation, if it's having a bath, whatever it is, it's just ways that I think we get better at as we become a bit more experienced in how we kind of deal with our emotions, how we deal with a really tough day. Yeah, but I do think, but I do think probably when you're when you're a changeover and you move into that new hospital or a new rotation the those kind of um questions of did you make the right decisions during the day especially when you're part of a new team come back again and they yeah. seem to settle on as you go through that rotation i don't know if you find that johnny i know you're pediatric training so that's your i mean i guess there's different areas of pediatrics but well yes yeah, it's, it's you, like it's like the old classic saying you're, you're only as good as your last hospital so when you go into yeah. a new hospital if essentially you're starting afresh with all your colleagues, all your consultants. And on top of that, you're trying to learn a new system where everything is, new people. So yeah, it's yeah. tough once you start somewhere new. Do you think there are particular periods when it spikes in the careers? I mean, yeah, like I foundation year. I mean, maybe that's not so much burnout. Well, one of the things is it doesn't, in some ways it doesn't sound like any of you actually have had burnout. It, it seems a combination of stress or you've got to a point where 
it, it hasn't, you know, when you're burnt out, it's usually too late to feel like you can do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've, I think I've been pretty close to the flame on a few occasions, but you always kind of rec- like you do kind of, you do recognize it. Like I recognize it. I mean, I think in the truest sense of the word or, or, or the meaning of it, 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 it's mental illness really by the time you're burnt out. Yeah. I, I don't mean mental illness in terms of schizophrenia or depression or whatever, but just literally your brain has fried. Yeah. 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 Do you think there's a stigma around it in the hosp- in hospitals? I don't think it's really that talked about or that recognized it. People, people might have to say, you know, they've had a stressful day or a busy shift, but don't, people don't really talk about it when it, you know, when they have several stressful days or several busy shifts, it's. I think in some in some ways it probably can be a stigma though, because you know, like what we've talked about previously, you know, you've got to be resilient. You kind of got to keep carrying on, and you know, if you've got someone who is at the the extreme ends of of emotional exhaustion or burnouts, then uh, there is that stigma because if you then get a say to colleagues, say to consultants, say to the hospital, actually, I'm knackered, you're going to let down your colleagues, you're going to let down your bosses, you, you know, you might even let down yourself in some ways if it's regarding, you know, things on the rotor, potential jobs in that hospital. So there probably is a bit of a stigma about it, like there is with any sort of mental health and, and doctors' general general mental health anyway. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's right. I mean, yes, I mean, I think that's a sense that you're weak or that you failed. I mean, it's quite competitive, your profession, and not, not necessarily aggressively competitive. But it's definitely you, you. You all compete with each other, but it's it's jovial rather than aggressive. I, yeah, I mean, I I do think I think that competitive is that competitiveness is a. I think probably in some people it probably will delay people coming forward if they're if they're having trouble. I I would imagine. I mean, that's that's but that's a bit of an assumption. But I'd imagine that some people would struggle to come forward because of the pressures or because of that competitiveness that they feel in that team to hold their hands up. And yeah. say, like, you know, I need some help. I mean, all of you, everybody that I've talked to, including some of the other ambassadors, you all, you all have a certain uh, confidence about you. I mean, you're all very different personalities, but there's a common, there's something about the confidence and articulateness that's, that crosses all of, all of you as different individuals. Um, I mean, that to sustain that, or to, I mean, I don't know whether that would begin to feel like a weakness if you didn't. One way or another, you'll have an opinion. Yeah. I think burnout is you just don't have an opinion anymore. You don't. You're detached from it all. Yeah, and I guess that like the whole idea of maybe seeing it as a weakness, because one of the things with burnout is that people take sick leave. You know, they just dread going into work so much that they just don't go into work. And um, there's definitely a, a pressure on doctors to to not take sick leave and stuff because everyone knows about rotor gaps and. And the pressure that puts on everyone else, and you don't want to do that to other people, and you feel guilty for it. And there have definitely been days where I haven't felt like going into work just because I've dreaded the actual job. Um, but you still kind of still go in, I think. Well, I suppose I don't. I, I suppose I see all of you as proactively quite energized, challenged, but quite determined to engage with all the stresses and challenges. Or do you feel like you've actively avoided burnout by doing particular things? that actually one way or another you've avoided it. I, I think for like for me personally, like I think I think I've definitely tried to actively not manage burnout, but manage kind of my own um uh activities, hobbies 
everything that, that I like doing and try to incorporate it, incorporate that in, uh, into medicine. And when you're like a medical trainee, whether that's GP, pediatrics or surgery, you know, you, there is a degree of flexibility. I mean, obviously you have your annual leave, but you have study days and you can, you know, they, they, that there is a degree of flexibility in terms of extracurricular as it were, like, you know, whether it's an additional master's or a PG cert or a course, whatever that you can do. And I find that doing those, those extra things, um, and, uh, are really beneficial into keeping me fresh and interested actually in medicine, even if the course is, you know, maybe not directly related to a clinical uh, disease or a type of surgery it, it may be you know about leadership or being in a team or something like that I, I find that stuff really interesting yeah i think um what's particularly helped just specialties in general coming from pediatrics and i know gp as well is that a lot of people end up going less than full time um, most of that's due to childcare reasons but it does help reduce the chances of burnout just because you have that better you know, work-life balance. Um, and like you say, having things like study leave, appropriate annual leave, all those kind of things really, really help reduce the impact of, of burnout. Yeah, I've actually just, I found that um, that changing onto my new rotation, I've been doing sort of a Monday to Friday kind of job, which I've never done before. Um, I've actually found that more tiring than when I had a job where there were rest days built into it. So I still work the occasional weekend or the occasional evening shift, but because most of my job is nine to five, I don't get any rest days built in. I found yeah. that a lot more. I found that a lot more tiring, actually. It's it's a catch twenty two, isn't it? It really I'm, is. Uh, I'm kind of going on to that nine to five life for for a few months in this rotation with the on calls. But actually, would I rather be working three to four long shifts a week and have that extra off day, or would I rather have the kind of five days a week with the odd on call and then only get you know my two day weekend? It's a yeah. tough call, I think. Yeah, no, it is. I, I think. Uh, I'm definitely with you. Like I love, uh, you know, the, I mean, I don't always love the rotor, but I love that variability where you go into nights, you have your off days, you go back into nights, you have off days after that. And then you may be on call and you have like maybe a three, you know, I mean, I'm making it sound like we have holidays all the time. That's not the case, but it's nice having that um, variability, I think. Yeah. Cause I think a five day working week as a doctor is quite mentally tiring maybe because you're, you know, you, you don't give yourself as much of a break coming to the weekend. So I've definitely thought about dropping down to 80% and I don't really have any particular life reason to. I just feel that I would be happier going into the job and be more refreshed about it if I did one day less at work. And I think I'd be a better, better, happier doctor for it. I mean, the BMJ, I mean, one of the things that they notice is also the... Um, burnout through the complexity of the emotional yeah. relationships with patients and being pulled in different directions around how to be with them and or good outcome or bad outcome yeah. ways patients treat you. I mean, that, that seemed to be a significant bit of the report that really uh, turbo boosts burnout. Yeah, your yeah. patient interactions can really make or break your day. You put a lot, I think it put, it's a lot of emotional stress uh, to be involved with a patient in any in any way um you know you're you're always i think everyone is always trying to do their best for their patient so sometimes those small little things that don't go right or if the patient doesn't improve how you think it is can affect you much more because of your emotional investment into it equally when patients die because patients do unfortunately die you know they they come in sick and and um 
and sometimes they pass away and sometimes you're not expecting it and that can add an emotional stress to your, to your day as well or perhaps you haven't had the best of conversations with a patient where you thought it was going to go one way and it, and it didn't and you're left afterwards feeling like oh what 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 on earth happened there i mean have you ever had it the opposite so where something's gone so well uh that actually it's really kind of given you such an adrenaline rush that you can't oh, yeah. really come down from it like i've had that on one occasion i've had that and it's taken me four or five days i'm out buzzing <laughs> yeah i've definitely had um well uh conversations that yeah, they haven't always even been necessary about good things necessarily but um the conversation's gone really well and the patient doctor interaction was really good and i felt very good about it and it made me feel happy about my day like i'd done something well even though it wasn't you know not like oh i've cured you with this it was that interaction went well the patient was happy afterwards i felt happy afterwards your position is that you you will see patients uh in some ways on a, a number of occasions where the, the, the two of you it's more in the moment with patients isn't it i mean you'll just see them one off um, whereas mark you, you potentially you'll see patients well, for, I, well, as basis. a gp trainee you mean yeah so. well, even when i've been on my medical jobs when i did my medical training if you're on a rotation you're you you still have patients that are in hospital for a long time so you see them every day and then if you're doing yeah. clinics um if you're in that job for long enough, you'll end up possibly seeing them back in your clinic again as well. In most specialties. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose I see them. I mean, you're right. I suppose I see them as compartmentalized yeah. moments in a person's life. Whereas as a GP, you're sort of, in some ways, you're going to see them, you're, yeah. you're part of their ongoing life. There's, yeah, it's much better continuity relationship. of care, I think, in GP. Because yeah. you get to see the same patients again. And that's often a lot more rewarding, I think, sometimes. Yeah, I think I think definitely for you know my, my current surgical rotation, I'm on I'm on call for like maybe a block of four weeks, not in a row, obviously with with breaks of nights and days on call, and when that's where I see the patients during the day on the ward, and then after that, I'm just in an operating theatre for about six weeks, and I don't I don't touch the ward. I don't I I I don't you know that's it. It's dealt with whether the team. So I think I think it can vary different specialities and different rotations. <laughs> Yeah, which presumably has has got its own adrenaline. That sort of experience being in surgery. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like some of the, I don't know. It's almost like you. Like I, like, I remember my last rotation or my rotations in my uh, CT one um, when it was a busy, a busy night shift, and you're on call and you're seeing patients in and you're clocking them in. You almost get into a state of flow. I don't know if you guys think that where you kind of it's all a bit like that's when things are going well where it's all a bit automatic and you know you're making all the right decisions and then if someone comes in very unwell like you're on it and you do it really um uh, really quickly uh yeah i think that's you do have those nights and those are nights that you remember because it's everything just seems to flow but similarly the next night can be a bit i think i think johnny's already spoken about this but if you're a bit tired that flow can be off or uh, for some reason, like I've had it where my decision making is is you know uh, is good in my mind, and then for un, unbeknown to me, the next night or the following night, it's a bit off, and it takes me a bit longer to 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 you know make a make a decision or come to that same conclusion. Uh, and it's always a mixture when you're working the NHS or with any health system. You want to make sure the patient is safe, they're treated, and you want to make sure that they're treated quickly. So, you know, the, 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 there is a speediness that comes with your decision making. 
The other thing in the article talks about lifestyle behavior, which can exacerbate burnout. I mean, the three of you all seem to have quite committed exercise regimes or lifestyles that accentuate being conscious around your health. Um, I'm sure there's other aspects that I don't know about, but broadly, that's what you talk about. But clearly, you know, it's it's obvious, isn't it? People will start drinking. Yeah, I think that there's a or... there's a big problem actually in in medicine of um yeah alcohol that kind of thing just as ways to cope, you know, to stop that burnout. And I th- I think it's it's a, it's a big problem actually from from reading some of the BMG articles. Yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think. I mean, I remember at med school, you know, the like the medics always always have a have a reputation even before i started med school like the medics always had a reputation it's just got it's got to, it's got to work hard to play hard motto isn't it yeah so if you're going to yeah. do a, a tough 12-hour shift or whatever you know three four days in a row then you're going to absolutely play very hard on your off day to make up for it yeah which isn't sustainable yeah. like in the it, it it definitely pulls on your physical and mental health if you're working all the time then you're not giving yourself any proper rest and not proper diet or exercise. And- I mean, it brings about its own, own issues, doesn't it? That intensity. Yeah. But if you, do, do you literally know anybody who's had to step back from work uh, as a burnout? Yeah, I, I know a few people actually. Uh, if it's take some, some time out of training, um, you know, get some support from their GP and from, from the trust they're in, um, and, you know, and just go away and do something completely different. So, yeah, I've, I've certainly known a few people, yeah. Yeah, it's not, not, it's not uncommon. I mean, just based on the people that you've known, are there, are there any, you know, to people who are listening, is there anything you want to say in terms of if, if someone who's listening is, feels that they are in burnout or they, they're potentially at a risk of burnout? Is there things that you would suggest based on the people you've known, ways of minimising or dealing I, with I, I think it's probably just to try and um, to recognise burnout early on. Um, you know, to prevent it escalating it to, to the end result of it being complete emotional exhaustion. Uh, so definitely recognize it earlier on and getting, you know, help earlier on, whether that's from the easy port of call, which might be your GP, you know, from like a supporting doctor, consultant or, or manager in the hospital that they might be able to take away some of the responsibilities or try and do a kind of phase type return to work if you do need some time off. So, um, yeah recognizing it early and getting help early yeah yeah i think i think it's and i think if you see it in a colleague i think it's just you have to be supportive of them and i think i think probably sometimes when doctors are grouped together in in a in a group or on a on a you know a firm or on a team uh, i think it can be forgotten like actually there's a a human underneath all all of that being a doctor kind of side of everything and that you, you still need to look after that person as well just before we conclude is there anything you particularly, uh, anything else you want to impart to people who are listening? If you do feel burnt out, if you are burnt out, I don't think that's, you know, you haven't, fa- I don't think you haven't failed at being a doctor. I haven't failed at being a person or in life and stuff. It's just, it, it is a challenging career and you shouldn't feel ashamed or, or that you've let anything down or yourself down. If, if you do need to take a break or a step back or see someone to talk about these things. Uh, you're not giving in. You're just recognizing that there's something that needs to be done and that'll be better for you and your patients. Thank you. Thank you all for a wealth of experiences. Thank you very much for being part of the UK Doc podcast. Thank you. Thanks very much, Chris. Cheers, Chris. See you later, guys. Cheers, Chris. Bye. So that was our podcast where we started to think about our own thoughts and opinions around burnout. I really hope you enjoyed it and took away something from it. Check out our UOK Doc 
website to find out more about the exciting Microsoft webinar series that's going on at the moment. We've got a great lineup of speakers and I really hope you can check them out and see what we're all about. See you on the next Yard Pod.